and 10 from the 11. Travis under pressure, trying to escape, able to escape. Turns the corner, stays in back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Welcome back, guys. It is week three preview day. Oh yeah. Coming to you live. Well, not live. From the Knowles and Dogs podcast studios. Oh, yeah. Virtually, we'll call it. What is up, everybody? Hope you're all doing well. Hope you already viewed week two recap a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Um, Great episode. If you haven't already, go back, watch that after this before you know so you gotta set yourself up for this week yeah um as you see below me hit that you go to youtube watch us subscribe mm-hmm. like the videos and if you're on spotify we're on there too yeah. so if you're on the road if you're working out listen to us you're a psychopath if you do so but listen to us you know i love that <laughs> all right question here out of the gate mm-hmm. All right, do you listen to podcasts while you lift or and work out or exercise? Why well, exercise now? I only time I will is if I'm doing like um if I'm doing like cardio, like mm-hmm. stairmaster from a treadmill or something, like yeah, I'll put on like I'll put on a podcast and watch it. So it helps me time, kill time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I when I do like trucks and stuff for work, right? Oh, I the, put a podcast in. Yeah, no, at the beginning of my work, I'll put the podcast on. But as I get more tired, then I put music on so that it's harder. Because I can fall asleep to, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, at the beginning yeah. of the hour, I'll listen to, like, some, like, I'll listen to Cover 3 or, um, you know, Cover 3 or something like that. And then, you know, if I'm getting, like, bored, bored, I'll listen to, like, Reddit stories. Listening to Reddit stories for it. Hey, you hear some wild things going on that are definitely not true. I'm sure you do. I got some stories I could tell you, but that's a story for a different day. Of course it is. That is absolutely (laughs) Reddit stories. What a start to the. I know, right? So, um, like we said, subscribe if you haven't already, Mm -hmm. because why not? It's free. Just tap the button. Just tap it. Mm -hmm. Tap. Yeah, time. come on, guys. Remember, we're trying to get to 100, and we haven't had any. We gotta get more subscribers. That's all we're gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, rundown for you today. We're gonna go through three of the bigger games: South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, yep. Florida. Backyard brawls back. West Virginia, Pitt. Then we're gonna go to upset watch, where I have four games, mm-hmm. and we'll discuss. Not go yeah. individually through. Um, we'll give score predictions for all of these games, though, and yeah. um, which team has the most chance of getting upset last week wisconsin was the victim to the yeah. upset pole or meter i don't know what you want to call it anyway and then we're going to go to best bets remember last week we went three and two with best bets picks if you went with the Knowles and dogs yeah. so this week i got four bets for you um and if you're curious for more check out josh pate and late kick the ramen noodle express oh yeah oh, yeah that 
check out that shout out Josh Pate and uh, Friday Night Lines on his Instagram, Instagram Live. He doesn't post them, but you got to check. Follow him on Instagram, and you will give you good lines, good stuff. You know, I don't even know. Does Josh Pate count as a podcast? I feel like it's more of a talk show. He's on Spotify podcast. He's on Spotify and Apple Pod. Yeah, and, but and I prefer watching it to, than listening. Well, I mean, are we a podcast then? Eh, you know, you know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. You just you're. <laughs> But I think you're really missing something when if you watch uh, Pate. Or, no, I mean if you listen to Pate over watching him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it could be for anything. You don't even get to see the chalice. The chalice of supremacy? Oh, yeah. What, what have you listings? done? What have you done to earn a chalice of supremacy? I have are not. You, I have not. Are you getting I... that paper pop? That padlock <laughs> stat? Shout out, Josh Pate. The best in the biz. That's what I'm going to say. We all look up. That's that's who that's who your parents want to be. Think yeah. about it like that, right? Yeah. All those mm. casuals out there. <laughs> if they ever talked about off-season, that means certain casuals. Oof. We, don't, we don't like that word around here. Yeah. So we're going to get right into it, though, mm-hmm. before we start messing around more. Uh UGA South Carolina. Finally, oh, yeah. I get to talk about the dogs. I haven't <laughs> talked about them in three weeks, it feels like. Yeah. So feels good to be talking about them, even though we're 27 and a half point favorites. I believe as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to dive into the X's nose, last year Georgia went to South Carolina, 48-7 win. Yeah. Uh, the dogs have dominated the series as of late. Um Last time South Carolina beat Georgia was the last time Georgia lost at home. That was back yep. in 2019. Mm-hmm. Where I was, I was volunteering at a library in the children's department. So that was bad. Um, I think I was working at Chick-fil-A still when that happened. That was not was... fun. <laughs> that was not fun. You know how hard it is as a fan to not lose your mind? Mm-hmm. Because you got to keep it down and you're yeah. around kids. Yeah, That's not fun. So, um, you know, shout out Kirby Smart for, you know, make it up stuff to mm-hmm. get that bulletin board material. Dogs yeah. are going to be loud. You know, dogs are going to be loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, entering the season or entering this game, for that matter, get two quarterbacks that, you know, one is the definition of Jekyll and Hyde. And yeah. Spencer Rattler, Carson mm-hmm. Beck, who's waited all these years to finally start. Like it's his team now. Um, Beck hasn't looked bad through three games or two games. Yeah. Um, he has, he, he threw one pick last week. That really wasn't his fault because the receiver ran the wrong route. But, you know, mm-hmm. 44 of 61, he's 577 yards, three touchdowns. You know, they're not going to ask him to throw the ball a ton. Excuse yeah. Me. As of late, because, you know, they don't need to, they haven't played anybody. Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler hasn't played bad. I mean, he's 55 to 66. He only has 11 incompletions through two games. 698 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Issue is the um, sacks, but the uh, issue is the O-line has been too inconsistent for the Gamecocks. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I go agree. back to watch it's, the North Carolina game. It's That's been their Achilles heel. Oh, yeah. Um. And, and if they can't, I think that, that that right there, yeah, that's that's going to determine if this is a game or if this is a Georgia blowout. 
for me. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely how South Carolina's O-line lines up against Georgia's, which quite frankly, just on paper, I think Georgia is going to have a complete mismatch and they're going to dominate. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks right now, but you never know until Saturday. Yeah, no, you never know because we always say any given Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking up the stats here, sacks allowed here on NCAA. Um, trying to see. Two games. Oh, no, that's – oh, we gave it one. Yeah. Excuse me. I think Georgia's um, – not going to have to worry about that. Georgia's and our ability to get to the quarterback is going to be the biggest story here. Because, yeah. you know, if they if they can get home, if, you know, Zion Logue, Tremel Walltower, you know, there's um, Warren Brinson, Michael Williams. Like, if these guys are able to get home and just create mm-hmm. havoc, it's going to be a long, miserable day for the Gamecocks. Yeah. Um, I think Georgia's just – Better in every way. Yeah, I think they just line up way better against this team than better better athletes everywhere in the ball. Yeah. There's not really like a mismatch. The only thing I would say, if there's one thing that George or South Carolina can do to limit the Bulldogs, mm-hmm. that would be to limit them in the run game. Georgia's yeah. hasn't been able to effectively run the ball as much as or as much and effective as they want to. Mm-hmm. So if Gamecocks are able to, you know make Georgia one-dimensional, force them into just obvious passing downs. Yeah. That could be something that could play well into their favor. But then even if you do that, then you still have um, just better weapons all around. You still have Bowers. You still have Ra-Ra Thomas, Dominic Lovett, you know, Dylan Bell. Mm-hmm. You have all these guys. So I'm not – too worried, but you don't want to get into obvious passing now. It's the worst thing you can do as an offense. Yeah. So, um, so like I said, 27 and a half is the total or the over under right now. Over under, or is the line over under is 54 yeah. and a half. What, so, what's your, is there any other big takeaways you think from this game? What's it like I an mean, X factor or someone? Right now, it to me, it looks like Georgia's going to dominate. Mm-hmm. The only potential mismatch there is is I for, in South Carolina's favor, really. It, maybe South Carolina's – because we haven't seen enough Carson Beck. Maybe Spencer Rattler is just a lot better, but we really don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think there's anything other to say than our predictions for scores here. Like, What do you think? As far as scores go, mm-hmm. I think Georgia, you know, wins. Obviously, they come in with a 19-game winning streak, longest in the country. Yeah. They haven't lost at home since then. Mm-hmm. They currently hold that record. Yeah. Um. They um, are four, three or four weeks out from breaking Florida's all-time record for most consecutive weeks of the AP number one. Yeah. And they've won 35 of their last 36. Dogs roll, baby. Dogs roll. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart's five and zero against his. I saw the stat actually right before we got on, and I'm good. Kirby yeah, Smart five and zero against former assistants Shane Beamer, one of them. Mm-hmm. I love Shane Beamer, but like I kind of don't like him at the same time. But like he is kind of a cool guy. Yeah, 
like if there's like you gave like you gotta hang out with Shane Beamer, I'm like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Um uh what was I gonna say? Oh, Kirby Smart five and zero against former assistants. Mm-hmm. In those games, he is Georgia's average average is averaging forty two points a game and giving up about six points a game. Yeah. So utter dominance. Mm-hmm. And nobody's no assistant's been able to figure it out. So um, as far as this game goes, I think Georgia wins 38-7. Yeah. Uh, I think it's – Georgia needs to get off to a fast start. There's two things South Carolina can do to disrupt this. Stop mm-hmm. the run, force them to pass, like, all the time. Yeah. And, you know, play good defense. Like, especially mm-hmm. early on and get ahead, jump on the board. Yeah. Like, get out and in front. I don't – I the only thing – only one of those things I think South Carolina might be able to do is I think they might get out ahead of Georgia. Yeah. Because it's been George Georgia does this every single game. They for some reason let the team they're playing score first. They do. They always just they let them go downfield and score. And I think that happens again. I think South Carolina gets the ball first. They go downfield and they score. Everybody gets hyped. Everybody goes on Twitter and says Georgia doesn't look good this game, guys. Yeah, that's... and then they they score two field goals. I my prediction is forty five thirteen. I think okay. they kill them. Yeah, I mean, it's just the last two games have been so such slow starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went into the second quarter against Ball State, tied at zero. Yeah, no score. So it can't do that. I want to see Bobo let Beck loose. Let him yeah. loose. Mm-hmm. Let him de- throw down the field. Yeah. If it's not there, check it down. That's fine. But I'm seeing too many checkdowns, and maybe it's I'm not seeing what they're seeing because of what the TV is. Yeah. But I'm not seeing a lot of deep throws, and when I have, they've been. Good results most of the time. So I want to see Beck have a game. Like this is like the big, hey, I've arrived, I'm here. I'm ready I'm to starter. Win. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 38 7, they cover. Mm-hmm. Georgia, I remember last year they were up 45 nothing before Texas or they scored. They allowed a touchdown. Yeah. 45 or 41 nothing before they allowed a touchdown. So they're gonna dominate. Mm-hmm. I expect nothing else. And it sets up Potentially, I was looking today at a couple weeks down the road here. So you get South Carolina this week. You got UAB yep. next week. Then you got to go to the road on the road first road game mm-hmm. to Auburn. If Auburn wins this week against, they're playing some nobody. Next week, hold on. I was I just had it up to because I, I was looking at it earlier. They uh, play. One second here. Where's the SEC? SEC. There it is. So Auburn plays Sanford this week. Mm-hmm. Then they got – so they have Sanford this week. Texas A&M yep. next week at AM. Yep. If they win that, it sets up a 4-0 potentially start of Clash in Jordan-Hare. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just saying. War Eagle. Just kidding, yeah. I don't like Auburn, can't stand them. Anyway, just can't. Just, just, uh, just pick them. Rank them, rank them. Rank them. I know. I was like, I wanted Tulane to win last week, but I was like, come yeah. on, I need Ole Miss to look good when they come to town. <laughs> That's in November. Let's go, guys. All right. So, UGA South Carolina is over. I think Next game. Both, uh, I think we have very different opinions on this game. I think we do, and I love debate. I love debate. Yeah. 
There's too much agreement in this podcast, and it's yeah. it annoys me sometimes. And it's no <laughs> shot at you or me. It's just like, man, we got too much that we agree on. Yeah. We need more healthy debate, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we got one here. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, Florida-Tennessee, it's it's the ESPN primetime game. Mm-hmm. Our boy Kirk Herbstreet, or at least my boy. I love Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah, I like Herbstreet. Potential man crush alert there. You know, I'm not a big fan of Chris Fowler, though. Well, I love how Fowler. Not my, not my guy. Well, you're just wrong again. So, you know, who do you like? Who's your go-to? Like, if you could make a, who's your go-to like broadcast duo? It could if be I could make, if I can make the duo. Yeah. I'd probably mix Herb Street with um, Al Michaels. Well, you already get that on Thursdays. Oh yeah. That was, that was oh, the yeah. most boring answer ever. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for tonight. I would do Brad Nessler and Kirk Herbstreet. Okay. For college. Yeah. I love Brad mm-hmm. Nessler. Yeah, the only other one I was thinking about was um I loved when it was Nessler and Gary or not Gary Danielson, Todd Blackledge. Yeah. A couple of years ago on ESPN. Sean McDonough and Blackledge was good. Now Blackledge at NBC. It's just like No, yeah. Okay, and if, it's what about NFL? NFL? I like Romo. Oh, I love Romo. Romo's good. I like when he goes, oh, Jim, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would love to see, though? I would love to see Romo and Gus Johnson together. They'd I be feel like, like they would play an, off each other well. They'd be like in a metaphor and a metaphoric analogy war going on. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm not a big fan of Joel Klatt. You don't like the the Clatster? I feel like he's way too self serious about himself. We need to get Robo and Colin Coward in the booth together. That would be crazy because Cowherd is so annoying. You don't like Colin Coward? No, I don't. For one reason, I love watching the show, but I really don't agree with some of his takes. But I love watching. That's the only show. reason I watch the show is because I disagree with everything he says. Because he just seems like he does not watch sports. Well, he's <laughs> he over, reads that West Coast. You know? He reads the box score and goes. Well, yeah, you know, and, well, you know. The uh, 49ers, they're for real. But got it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Is he, but he, he watched the offseason, and he probably went, you know. Hey, whoa, whoa. Offseason. Oh, training camp. Yeah. He watched no. training camp, and he was probably like, oh, you know, um, I still think Trey Lance is the number one guy in San Francisco. Too bad he broke up my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have fun here. All right, let's get oh, to yeah. the game, shall we? Yes. Oh, so I you get you said Gus Johnson and Romo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I mean, I love Nance and Romo already, but yeah. I'm gonna. I love you know who's sneaky underrated. Iron Eagle. Oh, mm. you know Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. I like Kevin Harlan. Give me Kevin Harlan right just because we gotta be creative. Kevin Harlan and Tony Roma. What's the what's the girl's name? I forget her name. Doris. Doris Burke? Yeah. She's an I idiot. like Doris. No, but she does, or, she does uh college football too. Or what's her name? No, that's Beth McMullins. Beth McMullins. I like Beth McMullins too. I don't know why. Because she's the like the only female play by play. Yeah, but I actually I actually think she's pretty good though. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, call their ESPN, ESPN two broadcast group, but you know, hey, you know, it's not, it's not as bad as being the ACC network extra broadcasters. Those guys stunk, man. There's a guy, um, uh, Mike Monaco. Mm-hmm. He's good. I love Mike. Yeah. Monaco. he's one of the youngsters. That's he does the College World Series, mm-hmm. does the Red Sox games, and he does ACC network baseball yeah. and football. So yeah. I was gonna say for the ACC network, they had Orlando Franklin as the um, like the analyst, and man, dude, that guy was <coughs> no good. Man. <laughs> he just seemed like he did not care about the game at all. Well, what game was it? It was Florida State versus Southern Miss, but he well, was that's like, why nobody cares about that yeah, game. But he was like, Southern Miss needs to run the ball. You know, Florida State should no, start. Teams should start doing against these cupcakes. It's like by like once the game's over, like by halftime, yeah. they should just start like bringing fans onto the field to play. Yeah, that's that would be awesome. And then, like, I mean, Florida State, pretty much, we had our fourth string quarterback in by like and, the twelve minute mark in the third. You can't have. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't have him throwing the ball. They just had him running. What are, when is a team going to step up and play their starters all the entire game against these teams? I want to see like IMG ninety six nothing against the team the other week. Yeah. Did you um, see that? I didn't. I I'm not surprised. I didn't see it, but no. I I, just, I just saw like the picture that was going mm-hmm. around. They beat some team ninety six to nothing, and it wasn't Bishop Sycamore either. It was some actual school. But. While you're looking that up, or whatever you're looking up, let's get rolling with this game. Yeah. Because we are getting a little sidetracked today, guys. Anyway, uh, so UF Tennessee, I will be at the game. Boots Mm -hmm. on the ground. In enemy territory for hopefully a good game. Yeah. I hope it's a good game, too. Crossing my fingers here. Mm -hmm. So Dylan thinks Tennessee is going to win. Yep. And now, by win, do you think blowout or just? No. Close win. Um, I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown. Do you late. so? So they cover. Yeah. Line is six and a half right now. Mm-hmm. So you think they cover? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say Florida's. Oh, I so I I think Florida's as a legit shot in this game. Yeah. And I'm gonna give you the blueprint. You ready? Mm-hmm. So Tennessee is a very run heavy team this year. Yeah. So if Florida can um, not stack the box. They can't stack the box against this Tennessee team. Otherwise, they're going to beat you deep over yep. their head. And I had actually pulled mm-hmm. up a yeah. uh, stat here. Was it was it passing yards allowed? Um, so Florida's issue on defense that they're right now they're eighth in the country in passing yards allowed. They're only mm-hmm. but in their. But they're 22nd in the country, and they're 22nd in the country in, uh, was it rushing yards, I believe, I looked up? Rushing defense? They're 22nd (laughs) in the country in rushing defense. They're not terrible. They're allowing only about 75 yards a game. The issue is Tennessee is third in the country in rushing offense. Yeah. They are averaging, let me pull up this number here. I think it's 230. 257 and a half. They're yeah, two, a- oh two they're averaging 6 yards a carry, okay? Mm-hmm. So they're doing it on the ground. Yeah. And if you've watched sat through and watched a Tennessee game, 
I only watched the Virginia game. I didn't watch mm-hmm. their snooze fest against Austin P when they only won by. I seven. watched. I, I barely saw it. It was on. It was on like. But what I can tell you yeah. is, is that Milton's missed some throws mm-hmm. down the field. This is yep. his first real SEC environment. That he's going to be mm-hmm. playing in on the road. Yep. If the running game is not there, and by it means Florida can play in a in a normal box without stacking the box, playing the mm-hmm. run, because then you're going to get beat over the top. Yeah. If you can just rely on your guys on the out your corners to just stay with your guys and not get burned, mm-hmm. and you can stop the run or, or at least limit it. Yeah. You will have a shot. Now yeah. that being said, the offense. Graham Mertz has got to have a big game. Yeah. Through the air, he's got to have a game. He's got to rely – Tremel or Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne have got to be able to make a case for themselves. I haven't seen it yet. They, I'm not going to count McNeese State because McNeese State doesn't count. Yeah. So but they, they both did not play well against Utah, though. They did but not I don't play know if well. That was, yeah, Utah, Utah completely – Trevor Etienne had seven carries for 25 yards against Florida, and he was their leading rusher against uh, Utah, and he was their leading rusher for Florida. Yeah. Um, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull up where Florida ranks right now. God, Georgia. Rushing yards? Not, rushing, like, offense. Yeah, just in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Georgia's 92nd in the country. That is unacceptable. So you give me your go through your Tennessee uh, talk while I'm looking this up. Okay, so the biggest thing for Tennessee is, like you were saying, with rushing, running the ball. While Florida's defensive numbers are high, partially it's because they killed an FCS opponent at home at night in the sold-out swamp. Well, that's what this I weekend don't will be. Think. But what I mean is that the team was levels below Florida. You're playing a Tennessee team that, quite frankly, is, is more talented than you are. Oh, here there. So Florida's 60th in the country in rushing offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're averaging about 170 yards a game. Yeah. Well, if you – that's because the – I'm going to look at passing. So they, have, they had 13 yards <laughs> in the Utah game. No, but that can't never that factors in but no, but never that factors in sacks. Factors in sacks. Come on, Dylan. You remember this. That's true. That is yeah. true. Because Graham, Graham Mertz, Mertz did have negative thirty yards. Because I'll go back to the game. Ready? So Graham Mertz got but, sacked five mm-hmm. times. Yep. Yep. But so Trevor Etienne had seven carries for twenty five yards. Eugene Wilson had one carry for nine yards. Montreal Johnson had three carries for six yards. Yeah, no, they need those two backs to come up ready or yeah. come ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the only FBS opponent they've played this year. And I get it; it's Utah. Utah is good. Florida. But, um, they looked like a joke when it came to running the ball. They just couldn't do it at all. And that so, was their identity for most of that. I'm gonna last come out year. and say this. So when you go on the road in a one of the most hostile places to play mm-hmm. in Utah, I mean, nobody wins mm-hmm. at Utah. Utah is yeah. up there with Georgia of one of the mm-hmm. most – I mean, they haven't lost a game in ten, since the 2020 season at home. So it's yeah. like it's a tough place to play, opening night. Did they practice that night or that week? I don't know. They may have not. I don't – maybe Napier gave them the day off or the mm-hmm. week off. But, I mean, they rank 
or oh crap, oh, 39th in the country in passing. Mm-hmm. Mertz has got to be able to um, just have a, a good day. I mean, he's I, – yeah. I, I expect a big day from Ricky Pearsall. I need Caleb Douglas. I, I need these guys to show up if they're going to have a shot. Now, if you're Tennessee, you got to rely on what has brought you here. Milton has got to be able to settle in early. I think that would be big for him. If he's able to yeah. settle in early, maybe hit a f- deep shot, you know, get the nerves down, quiet the crowd some, you know, do what any good away team does, and that's quiet the crowd first. If you quiet yeah. the crowd, get them down, then you can play at your own game. You play at your pace. You know, you're not getting dictated by mm. anybody else. And I think that's what happened in Florida, Utah. Game starts speeding up. And then you start making yeah. penalties, and then pressure pressure gets to you, and then that's with the sacks, the turnovers, all everything goes bad. I just think it's like a combination of like the perfect storm, the mm-hmm. perfect like time. Like Florida, nobody, everyone knows that they're not going to be a contending. Yeah, Tennessee has everything to lose here. Florida has nothing to lose right here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if yeah. Nothing to lose. I mean, but the fact that they get it at home, Tennessee hasn't won there since 2003. Yeah. And it's a night game, sold out, first real big test. I'm just worried about that quarterback, Milton, coming in. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't, he hasn't been proved yet. He hasn't been tested. Yeah. Even when he was at Michigan, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, he got hurt the one year, like two years ago. I just haven't seen enough from him to have full confidence. Yeah. Um, but so that's no, why I, I – Yeah, and I get ahead. that. I Go get ahead. that uh, feeling for Milton. But my, my only thing is that when it comes to the fact that they haven't won, I think that's massive motivation for Tennessee. It is. I mean – Like that's the kind of bulletin board material they're putting on every single day. Yeah. So I think that – the fact that they haven't won there in such a long amount of time, they have more talent, they look a lot well, they look better coached in the two because they played Virginia and who else they play? Austin P. Austin P. They didn't look good in Austin P. But for a good amount of the Virginia game, they dominated the running game. But like Virginia were, is statistically one of the worst teams in the Power Five or in the FES. And McNeese's level uh, FCS. You know what I mean? Virginia is another crappy season from getting demoted to FCS. So, if it wasn't for their basketball, their basketball baseball program, they wouldn't be doing anything right now. Fair enough, but McNeese is a, you know, Division One FCS school. They completely looked outmatched in every single way. They um, if so, Florida's defense has got to be able to. not limit the explosive plays. Yeah, I think that's the key with everything. I mean, when you play Tennessee, you got to stop mm-hmm. the run, limit the run, yep. limit the explosive plays. They're going to the get special, one or two. The special you know, teams too. You're going to get one or two. Mm-hmm. You got to limit it. You know what yeah. I mean? They can't like. And I expect you know they have guys. Tennessee has guys. Are they Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman guys? No, no. But you know, Ramel Keaton. Squirrel White, Brew McCoy, like these are guys that are plenty mm-hmm. good enough to take the top off and just demoralize your offense. Yeah. So 
if anything has to happen, even if they don't get too much pressure, they, the 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 secondary's got to hold up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Tennessee's going to eat them alive. Yeah. So the line started at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. It opened at, I believe. Yeah. It is now down to six. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's favorite. Yeah. 58 and a half is the over under. So what is your prediction on this game? You're going 28 21 Tennessee. I am going to go 31 27 Gators. Sorry, I, I just I just don't think Florida's offense is going to score that much. We're going to see. We're going to see. And I, I'm, all, I'm also worried about their special teams still. Well, I think that was just a bad day at the office, if we're being honest. If all the days had bad. Dylan, I'm putting my bad. reputation on the line for this Florida team. I know so, you are. And this let's doesn't hope. happen very often. So let's just hope that they don't make me look like an absolute fool. When it comes to this. All right. So actually real quick, I'm looking at rushing Mm -hmm. defense. Oh, there is Tennessee is ranked 32nd tied to Mississippi state. They're only allowing 87 yards on the ground. UF has averaged about 170. Take that for a grain of salt. You could also take that for a grain of salt with Tennessee. Who's played two bad opponents. Well, I will say Florida had 330 rushing yards against McNeese state. That was pretty (laughs) Listen, that's what you need. Yeah, yes. You build momentum. No. I get that, yeah, but you know, <laughs> like what Tennessee 30. can't have yeah. happen. Well, that's just great. Tennessee can't have happen is let Florida mm-hmm. get out in front. Like what happened with Utah when they hit that big deep shot to take the lead, yeah. it just I mean, it just killed Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, Tennessee it ruined can't, everything for them. Oh yeah. Because now the crowd's into it, and now mm-hmm. you're just done. And then you come back out with a three and out. That's just not yeah. good. If Tennessee has a slow start and Florida hops right on it, mm-hmm. look out. Yeah. Can they put it together for four quarters? That's going to be the story. I expect this to be a very close game throughout. Is one team going to pull ahead or ahead from the other, or is it going to be close throughout? That's to be determined. But mm-hmm. I just think it's the perfect storm for Florida to win this. Perfect story. Yeah. You know, I still just don't get why they fired Dan Mullen. Me neither. Let's bring back – did you see his comments he had? About he said, what? Oh, yeah. Um, they just they just aren't the same team they were from a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's a genius line, man. That's great. The worst part Old is he's Mullen. absolutely right. <laughs> he's completely <laughs> right, too. Old but, all right, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. That's a good call. Thank you for moving mm-hmm. on. All right. Backyard brawl. We're back. Mm-hmm. West Virginia Pitt. I know this isn't for a lot of you guys. Like, this is, yep. you know, what, 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 what are we talking about this game? Two crappy teams. Checkmate. One of the biggest rivalries in all of college football that doesn't get played enough as much as it did in the past. Yep. These two teams despise each other this is as has family who has family from the west virginia side who has Mm -hmm. friends on the pit side these two teams hate each other yep with a dying passion i mean we remember last year's game 
Yeah, we do. The largest crowd at AfterSure Stadium ever, pro or college. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the game. Yeah. Like, this is these two teams' national title. Mm-hmm. This is like when Florida and Georgia play, you have to beat your rival. Yep. Florida State, Florida. You have mm-hmm. to beat your team. Yep. Absolutely. There is nothing more demoralizing than losing to your rival. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, whether or not they stink or they're mm-hmm. good, it's prime time. It's going to be the biggest game in Morgantown since, ah, man, it could be in like about a decade, over a decade. Yeah. Um, these two teams have met. This will be the. Uh, let's do some quick math. Here. Um, I'm looking at it right now. What's this that? should be the hundred and seven. A hundred and fifth. Hundred and fifth. So it would be a hundred and sixth yeah. time. Yeah. It'd be the hundred and sixth meeting. Pitt leads the all time, sixty two mm-hmm. to forty and three. However, yep. the Mountaineers are sixteen nine and one in the last twenty six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pitt won last year's matchup though, thirty-eight, thirty-one. Yep. But the Mountaineers, I had, Fox posted something about the game. Um, it's just dumb. I wish uh, Game Day was going to be there. It would have been awesome because he would have had That's McAfee good. back there. Yep. Imagine Pat McAfee was there. That that'd be great. But no, awesome. they're not doing that. They're going to Colorado versus Colorado State, which is probably one of the worst matchups of the week. Everyone's going there. Sports centers going there. First takes going there. College football game days going there. Yeah. Uh, Fox Big Noon kickoffs going there. Mm-hmm. Why? It's Colorado State. Wait two weeks and then they go to U- when USC comes in. Yep. No, we gotta. We can't. Yeah. Um. So, um, okay. a couple keys for this game. Uh. Uh, Pittsburgh's quarterback Phil Jerkovic. Oh, Jerkovic. Boston College. Boston College transfer. Yeah, Boston College transfer. Um, he no. looked fine. He was getting booed by his own team. Or yeah, own I, base. I was to say a little bit of an overreaction, in my opinion. But um, he, he threw three touchdowns, hundred seventy-nine yards. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad completion percentage though at thirty one point three. Yeah, not much to say about him other than the fact that he is from Pittsburgh. Ah, didn't know that till right this second. And also, he was a great quarterback at Boston College. So I don't know, maybe you know rivalry game. This will really turn it up. And as for West Virginia, mm-hmm. Garrett Granger is the starter there. Yep, um, hasn't done bad this year. Actually, they got guys. I mean, there's a so West Virginia's got a guy and a receiver named Hunter Clement mm-hmm. or Hudson Clement, excuse me. And he is an absolute machine, yeah, so far this year. Looking at some of these numbers right now, it's pretty good, yeah. And so he's definitely going to be a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this Miss Mountaineer team, as bad as they've been lately. Did it? They held their own against Penn State. Did yep. they lose and not cover? Yes. Was that part of a James Franklin scummy move? Yes. However, you know, they held their own against them. That was a close enough game. Where, and then, you know, they beat Duquesne. 
Mm-hmm. The the line open. Pitt was a one and a half favored, and it's now West Virginia favored. Yeah, by two and a half. The lines shifted all the way. Um, if you were smart, like mm-hmm. some people were, you caught that early and you took the points with West Virginia. Um, I was to say other things to put. Uh, ESPN has a sixty four percent chance for a Pitt victory according to their analytics. Mm-hmm. Just to add on to somehow. Some of this so, game, and it's a 7.30 p.m. ABC game. Yes, it is. So West Virginia been, has yeah. won. Yeah. West Virginia has won three of the last four. Um, that includes – so before last year's game, they hadn't played since 11, 2011. Mm-hmm. Always remember December 1st, 2007, 13-9, Pitt won. Yep. Pitt fans will hold that as if they're Georgia – like people going against Georgia saying 1942. Mm-hmm. So if anybody keeps up college football that year, George West Virginia was that game away from going to the national title game. Just say that again. Um, they going to go to the national title game, um, but you know, circumstances happen in that game where they lost at home as I think they were 20 point favorites. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong there, but they were, Big favorites, and they just turned the ball over, missed field goals. It was bad. But as we're talking about this game, I expect a low-scoring game. Yeah. Not super low-scoring, but I'm not looking for shootouts. I mean, I'm talking in the 20s. I think it's kind of of like what last year was. Mm -hmm. Last year was 38-31, but I'm thinking it's going to be a lower-scoring game than that. These two teams are pretty evenly matched with each other as far as where, um, you know. They're both in the middle of the pack. building. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're kind of in the middle of the void, really. West Virginia is for sure. This is a game that if you're Neil Brown, you have to win. You this get is fired. Like, this get is fired like the Michigan-Ohio State kind of standard where you mm-hmm. have to beat your rival here, and if you don't, yeah. you get fired for it. Yep. Um, Especially like Ryan, since he's already been pretty underwhelming yeah, as a coach the last couple of years. If you can get – you held your own against Pitt for Penn State. You mm-hmm. beat Pitt. Okay. Now you kind of have a little more breathing room. You don't lose to your rivals here. Yeah. As for Pitt, if you can go into one of the – these guys are – I don't know if these kids are kind of prepared for what to expect here. Um, if you're ever in the mood, you could um, – Type in uh, uh, "eat something pit," mm-hmm. uh, and you will see what West Virginia fans love to say. Type in if you're ever bored. Type in "college game day," uh, West Morgantown, Sweet Caroline. If you're ever bored one day, Dylan. Morgantown, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. Just type in "college game day," Sweet Caroline, and Morgantown. There's a video out there, and um, you can see okay. what. Yeah, I don't know if. Are you watching it? I'm watching it right now. Yeah, just uh, watch that and uh, see why West Virginia fans mm-hmm. will welcome Pitt with warm arms and mm-hmm. a big old bear hug. Um, as for score predictions, while well, he's watching that. I am going to say the Mountaineers come out ready to go and just take it to the Panthers. Is this a close game? Yes. 
as Dylan understands. Yeah, I just saw it, yeah. <laughs> so, you understand. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> just, yeah. West Virginia is going to win this game 27-21. I expect the Mountaineers to get the big win they need mm-hmm. on this road to rebuilding, wherever it ends up. Hopefully with Neil Brown fired. Well, either way, so it's like a win-win. So it's either yeah. you guys have a great, a, a good year, mm-hmm. or you get your coach is fired, and you know then you're fine. You bring in somebody new. Yeah, exactly. Dion, Dan Mullen. We'll just <laughs> we'll send Dan up to. That would be a great hire for Dan Mullen. That's like the perfect program for him, because he can make like. Snidey remarks at Pitt all the time, and the fans will love it. <laughs> but I also, I also have West Virginia winning uh, twenty-one twenty. I think Pitt goes for two, doesn't make it. Wow. You see, the only thing that stinks is I'm going to have to record this game because I'm going to be mm-hmm. at the game. <laughs> I'm going to get to watch this. Oh, enjoy the game. Oh yeah, I will enjoy it. Enjoy that. Just mm-hmm. you gotta got gotta see the intro too. You know, I love when they get yeah. the big games. You get the aerial shot in. Mm-hmm. Especially ABC, they're gonna have a little hype video right before the game starts. Oh yeah, about the rivalry. Oh yeah. Oh, these places, they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so we're gonna move on now to upset watch, where I'm gonna tell Dylan four games, mm-hmm. and he's gonna tell me which game or two. Which team or two has the best chance of getting upset? Yeah. So, remember, these are teams going on the road. These aren't teams hosting. Mm-hmm. Your teams going on the road into non-neutral site games. Yep. K-State, Dylan, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look up the lines here, actually, as we go along with this. Yeah. I can pull up the lines, too, for myself. Okay. So, Kansas State, Missouri, square off in Columbia, Missouri. The Wildcats come in. Ranked 15th in the country. Kansas State currently a four-point favorite. This is a noon kick on the SEC network. Um, mm-hmm. Washington, Michigan State. Washington heads mm-hmm. to East Lansing where um, you got to be careful what you text message because they'll catch yep. it. Mm-hmm. And one of those things they caught was 17 points that Washington's favorite as heading into Spartyville. So they are the eighth-ranked. Huskies heading to Big Ten country. You can watch that game on Peacock. Hey, hop on the cock. Watch the game cock. Okay, okay, watch okay. The cocks. Stop saying have it. <laughs> Come on, you set me up there. Right. Yeah. LSU, Michigan. They have it. LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, the Bat- Tigers from Baton Rouge head to um, Starkville, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. to take on Mississippi State. Yep. Uh, LSU currently a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. That is a noon kick on ESPN. Mm-hmm. LSU comes in ranked 14th in the country. And then yep. Penn State in Illinois, this is big noon kickoff, or big the big noon game of the week on Fox. Penn State yep. ranked 7th in the country. This would be Drew Aller's first game on the road for my future playoff-bound Nittany Lions mm-hmm. as they head to Champaign. To take on an Illinois team that, you know, went to Jayhawk country last Friday night and got beat. So, yeah. looking to see a rebound from uh, – who's their quarterback? He was the old Miss transfer. 
Oh, I, I just was looking at his name. Uh, it's uh, Altemeyer. Luke Altemeyer. Yeah, Altemeyer. So you we're see if a Florida State commit. Oh. Long time ago. Well, so KJ Bolden's going to join that list soon. Anyway, so <laughs> we'll see if Illinois can build off the uh, the fight in Illini. Yeah. In that student section. I don't know how good it is or not, but we'll see if they can take out Penn State. Illinois has done it before with these big time Big Ten teams coming in. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they can do it again. Penn State, 14 and a half point favorite. So, Dylan, out of those four yeah. games, which of those four teams is the most likely to get upset? And then which one is keep it on your radar? I think the most likely is K State versus Mizzou because I do think those teams are pretty evenly matched, all things considered. Mm-hmm. I know Kansas State was, you know, pretty good last year. They were ranked. But I do think Missouri has enough talent to keep up with them, and it's at home for Missouri. So K-State is ranked, so it will probably be a pretty good crowd for Missouri, too. What time is that game at? Noon. Is that noon? Noon, yeah, I can see. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Kansas State's only four-point favorites. Yeah. I think I, I think Missouri has a decent shot. And then the one to keep on the radar, I would say Penn State versus Illinois. So mine would be – the biggest one, I think, even though I have LSU winning, mm-hmm. Mississippi State and LSU is my one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, LSU, I think that number's too big. Going yeah. into Mississippi State, where we've already seen LSU's, um, if they are able to rebound how I expect them to, or are we going to see the same team we saw in Orlando a couple weeks ago where they were outplayed by both sides of the ball. Um, Cause I expect, you know, Will Rogers hasn't been asked to do a whole lot. He only threw the ball. I think 20 times or something, not even like 17 to 20 range last week. Yeah. Through and it two was games, low- he's only thrown the ball 46 times. Yeah. So it's one of the, he had like a career low. Yes. Last week mm-hmm. when he, when they played against Arizona. Yep. So I just think it's can a Jane Daniels rebound. We'll see. Um, my radar game is K state Mizzou. Yeah. Only cause um, you know, I, I just think Mizzou might win this outright, let alone cover. I just think, you know, the sec needs a big win, especially out of conference. That yeah, would be nice. Um, Kansas State is very good. Will Howard is a very good quarterback. Yep. But, you know, you never know. Missouri's a tough place to play. And can they get it done? We'll see. But I do think Penn St- or Washington and Penn State are going to roll. Yeah. I and think especially Washington. Because without without a head coach. I think that's a higher scoring game. I, I just think without a head coach on such a short notice – Morale is gonna be pretty bad, ba- pretty down with mm-hmm. Michigan State. I think they might come out floundering, looking pretty just all over the place. So I wrote down scores for each of these. So I took mm-hmm. Mizzou 33 30. Yep. Washington, I have 45 28. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, like kind of like a high scoring game, but it's more just Washington scoring a bunch and then Michigan State gets a couple late touchdowns. Yeah. LSU 38-30. I think Mississippi State covers. And Penn State 37, Illinois 21. Mm -hmm. So, um, any last thoughts here before we roll into best bets? 
Nope. No, I think we got out what we want to say. Awesome. So we will finish you up with some best bets. Mm-hmm. So I have what the lines are now versus what I took them at. Yep. So UF, I bought some points, so I'm not going to discreet that. I, I bought mm-hmm. like a point or two. Not a reasonable, reasonable, you know, odds still, but, you know. So, but right now, I would still take it. UF plus six. It's at six right now. If you can bump it up six and a half for the hook mm-hmm. or seven, that's perfectly fine. West Virginia, if you caught it early and got the plus one, you're awesome. If it's now, it's West Virginia minus one and a half. Hammer that. Mississippi State, it was 10. It's now nine and a half. Doesn't matter. Take them. And then Georgia Tech plus 20 and a half. When I had them, that's at 18 and a half now. Um, yeah. Some other ones. So, and then some other ones. I think you, uh, the I think Penn State is going to kill Illinois this week. Yeah, I would take the fourteen and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down. Fourteen and a half. Penn State, the Nittany Lions. So those are our picks. They're good picks. All of course of they are. Number three and two last week. If you want to bet with the boys, bet with us. Yeah, so I'm going to go through it one more time for you guys. UF plus six and a half. West Virginia minus one and a half, Mississippi State plus nine and a half, mm-hmm. or plus ten, depending on where you're at, uh, getting yeah. your odds from. Georgia Tech, get them at plus eighteen and a half. Penn State plus fourteen and a half, or if you want, drop it to the get rid of the hook plus fourteen. Either one's fine. Yeah. So those five picks are all winners. We only mm-hmm. we only tell you winners here, guys. Come on, you know. That. Yeah. So. Uh. That was week three preview. Any comments, concerns that Dylan has before we hop off here today? No, I think I'm just excited to watch some football, man. Excited to watch the games tonight, the uh, NFL, Thursday Night Football. And then we get to watch Miami play Bethune-Cookman. Oh. Been waiting all week for that. I know. Imagine they win. Watch a Tyler Van Dyke drop off this game. (laughs) They're ranked too. That would be crazy. There'd be a party in Daytona Beach. (laughs) If there's not a one already. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I, in store, people are saying it's a slow week in college football. Wrong. Casual alert. Mm -hmm. Every week's a good week in college football. Yeah. And this is no, some good games here. Some good SEC games. They're saying it's a slow week in Gainesville, Florida. Are they? You, 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 what you just said around there. Oh, well, well I think they're more uh, cautious optimism. It's the mm. feeling around here. You know, there's, you know, cause for, you know, hating Tennessee and like bring it on. Also, like yeah. just praying that we don't get blown out. You know, that's that's the feel around here. <laughs> Hoping for the best. Me? No. Oh my gosh, you're converting. No. This week, because I'm betting on him, maybe. No, I'm saying we as a whole community up here. This town's getting to you, man. I, no, it's it's the dog snacks door that are getting to me. Uh, <laughs> so, without further ado and keeping everyone on hold, make sure you guys, again, are subscribing, watching the yes. videos, and liking and then if you again if you're 
listening, do it on Spotify where you can find us at Knowles and Dogs Podcast. Keep it also, um, remember, have uh, some news coming out for the podcast yeah. as a whole. Still finishing up the works of it, getting mm-hmm. everything finished. Yeah. Um, it'll be done sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. And when it is done, you'll get to see what we have waiting for you. Yeah. So, but it's, it's got to take its time. We got to get this perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll get that done and then it'll be out for everyone yep. to see. So uh, make sure you guys are enjoying week three preview, watching before the game start. And uh, we'll see you next week for a recap. Oh, yeah. All righty. So peace out. See you guys.